Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here because you're going to love my guest today. You know, transitions is part of life. And we are all going through some transition almost all the time. Now, major transitions, oh, thank goodness, do not come along every day, but sometimes they take us a while to move through them. So the guest that I have today has connected with her own transition and will tell us about hers as well. But part of the journey through transition is connecting with ourselves, which is what my guest will share with us. Now, the word we will be looking at today is the soul, S-O-U-L. How familiar are you with that word? Lots of us use that word when we're pursuing a true love. We look for our soulmate. Or we've been introduced to the soul through our religious practice. But how much do we think about the soul that's inside of us and how we define it in our lives, in our everyday life? Our guest will explore this word, soul, to connect us with our inner knowing of who we are. When we connect, life as we know it becomes richer and more meaning for you and those that you touch. You will find it through her program, Soul Courage, which is her book that we'll be talking about today. Tara Janelle Walsh is the author and spirit behind Solabrite Greeting Card Company. She is an entrepreneur, a speaker, and an author of this new book, Soul Courage. Now, her cards have gone around the world, and they carry with them messages of encouragement and empowerment. She speaks about personal development programs she created called Solization that increases emotional awareness and inspires others to live soul first, which she believes creates soul connection and has the ability to enrich not only your life, but the world at large. Tara Janelle was raised in Annapolis, Maryland, and received a Bachelor of Bachelor of Science degree in communications with Towson University in Baltimore, Maryland. She currently lives in the beautiful hills of Ashland, Oregon, with her pug Sasha. 
And I bet Sasha is right there by her side, as my dog Moo is right beside my side. And we have this team that's helping us produce this show today, right, Tara Janelle? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I've been I'm good so- today. It's Friday. Yeah. 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 Well, as I was looking through your book, it, it's just fascinating to see how you've broken down this word soul. And so I'm so excited for my listeners to get a deeper meaning and become more comfortable with the word soul, what soul means. Now, because I always like for everybody to understand our transitions that bring us to um, living, to change, to whatever it is that we need to do in life to help push us forward into where we're supposed to be doing our good work for the world. Um, what was the the um, transition that really moved you forward in your life? My transition was something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. I, I had gotten out of college and I started you know, working, getting miscellaneous jobs here and there. And it suddenly all wasn't happening the way I thought it was, quote, supposed to happen, you know. Right. Like when I was little, I thought, yeah, go to college, come out, you know, get a great job, find the man of your dreams, get married, mm-hmm. have kids, live in a white house with a white picket fence. But none of that was happening. And I, I just, mm-hmm. I started getting confused. I started getting depressed, actually. I, I, mm-hmm. I got outright depressed and and it just spun me into this crazy um, place inside where I didn't know what really where to go with myself, what to do with myself. So I went towards food to just, I used it as a distraction whenever I was, I, I'm noticing now, but I didn't know then. But whenever I was feeling anything, whether it was, you know, deeply sad or fear or anxiety or um, frustrated or even joy at times, I needed a distraction. Um, and mine mm-hmm. of choice back then was food. Right. So, yeah, that, um, that took a toll on me after a while. I, I ended up creating an eating disorder for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As any unhealthy yeah. eating will do or unhealthy drinking or unhealthy anything will do. Um, right. It, it just got out of balance and, uh, then, then I had two things on my hands. I had an eating disorder and severe depression, and I I was going down. I was going down mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the major beginning of it all. Right. So many of us put this pressure on us to be the picture of I'm going to call it Cinderella, but Cinderella is more than just the man. It's as you explained it's also getting the job and it's the whole picture that we have in our mind that Mm -hmm. we think that's what we have to achieve and if we don't achieve it then then we've failed in some way so your drug of choice you might say was food Mm -hmm. food overeating or or under a game i'm both, both. I toggled back both. and forth. I, I, um, I would overeat when 
uh, I mean, I don't know exactly when, but I talk about between binging and purging, and I also mm-hmm. just didn't eat at all. I would then control myself, not feeling worthy of anything. And it really became, I, I'm, I noticed years later, not about the food at all. As we all know, it really isn't about the food or the alcohol or the gambling or the sex or whatever the addiction is at the moment. It's about how can we somehow feel that we're in control of our life and, and our emotions right. and, and you know, have our place in the world. And um, so I just toggled between both of those, you know, just withholding from myself and then gorging because I, I, I felt I had nowhere to go and then being, you know, disgusted and upset with myself and purging and the whole gamut. And it was, um, it was really crazy mm. for a while. When I look back, I, I lost myself, you know, in, yeah. in the whole process. I didn't even, I, I just lost myself in the process of it all. So. Well, how did you make the transition from where you were in that dark spot into um, seeking help and moving forward and just getting through that pain of that time? I was lucky enough to have family who mm. was picked up on what was going on. <clears throat> as as sparse as I was with the information. Um, mm-hmm. My sister, I was living in Denver at the time, actually, and I, I, mm-hmm. it had gotten so bad that I I was just in bed most of the time. I was so depressed. I, have you ever been that depressed in your life? Yes, when I was going through my divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you understand how it feels. It, it's so debilitating. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, bizarrely, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it's in the mind, but a lot of it's our emotions, but... It's like you can't move. You don't know what to do with yourself. You just want everything to go away. And I'd gotten to that point. And one morning or one afternoon, I don't even remember when it was anymore, but I, there was a knock on my door. And, mm. I, you know, I, I vaguely heard a noise. I was so out mm-hmm. of it. And then I just ignored mm-hmm. it. And then it came again. And then I realized <laughs> someone was at the door and I ignored it. I, I, I couldn't even pull myself out of bed. And I figured who could it be anyway. And it just yeah. kept getting louder and louder. And I thought, mm. oh, God. So I just drugged myself <laughs> to the, uh, <laughs> to when the are door. When I stop? I'll just get it. Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? You know, it's like too much for me. Yeah. Everything is, you know, all my senses were so sensitive, you know. Senses right. were sensitive. But, you know, it was too much stimulation for me. And I opened the door and it was my sister standing there with bags in her hands she had flown all the way from the east coast i was living in denver and she flew out there unannounced um on a whim and she just put her bags down and opened her arms and gave me a big hug and uh she came in and you know we cried for a while and she said okay here's what's going to happen you're going to you know not worry about your apartment her husband flew out, God loving, you know, and, and they packed my place up and, and drove back to Maryland. That's where I was from originally. She said, oh, you're okay. going to just pack your bags. <clears throat> we got a flight in the morning. We're going to take you directly to Johns Hopkins Hospital. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, don't bring anything but cozy comfies. Don't bring makeup. Don't bring sharp objects, you know. <laughs> that could don't be bring... good. I mean, to uh, not worry about the, for... the outside stuff. Yes. But once again, there's no control, right? right? So, so, but yeah, so that's what happened. The next morning, we mm-hmm. literally flew uh, right to the hospital, not even to, mm-hmm. I mean, we we didn't fly to the landing paddle. That was hospital. We flew to Baltimore, BWI, and then, you know, mm-hmm. my mom picked us up. We drove right to the 
the hospital, and I was admitted. <clears throat> and I went through, you know, the program there for two months. Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital for like a month, and then they have an outpatient right. thing where you you drive there every day. And it was, oh, my God, I've never experienced anything like it in my life. It was bizarre. And um, I was kicking and screaming probably for the most part of the beginning of it. And then I finally just surrendered. But mm-hmm. the, 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 the amazing thing was that it wasn't really until I left the hospital that my true healing began. Mm. You know, they give you all kinds of, yeah, they, they, there's all kinds of things that they do in the hospital, like a right. whole slew of them. But right. it wasn't until I really joined the, quote, real world again, mm-hmm. <laughs> without yeah. all of those things that I had used as my protection for years. You know, I had had this eating disorder for seven plus years. Yeah. Um, and it, I had entered that world sober, if you will. You know, because they mm-hmm. take all that away from you, obviously. You can't, I mean, they're sitting right outside the bathroom, making sure you don't throw <laughs> up, you know, making sure you do your business, but not too much. And, and they right. sit right in front of you when you eat, making sure your plate yeah. is clean. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I, it would strip to me of all my uh-huh. little gains, you know, all uh-huh. my protective mechanisms. Right. And w- w- so as I re-entered the world anew, Mm-hmm. at a level that I, I had never been because even when I was younger before I even had experienced anything like anxiety let alone depression mm-hmm. or an eating disorder I didn't have a set of emotions you know that I did at that point as an mm-hmm. adult mm-hmm. so it had put me in a completely new place and I, I just I remember walking out of that hospital feeling God just so raw mm. Mm-hmm. And so vulnerable, mm-hmm. and um, and, and I, that's you, when it all began. Charge mm-hmm. now. I don't know if you re- if you had this feeling, but I had this feeling when I was going through transition that I after I've been married for twenty three years, and so I sort of felt like I needed to explain who I was, what I was doing. <laughs> Did you have that sort of feeling when you came out of the hospital and you were? recovering you kind of needed to explain to somebody i mean it would didn't i mean they could just ask you a simple question you kind of need to feel this urge to explain did you ever have that Mm, feeling no i actually um a lot of you know i think they told my immediate family and friends to not Mm. do that and i actually went and stayed with my best friend for a few months because they said don't live with your parents and don't live alone mm-hmm. after when mm-hmm. you get out of the hospital and they right. they gave me a lot of space so that mm-hmm. i didn't feel that i was lucky i can't imagine if i had to go right hop to and go right back to work or right back into mm-hmm. peopleville yes. where everyone was up in my business that mm-hmm. must have been really hard for you mm-hmm. at that point well at that at that time in your life had you already created the motivational card business no was no, that no no okay all right. that all so that came out of this experience yes yes yeah what happened was i started writing a lot and i started mm-hmm. you know just journaling my own feelings basically because wow for for at last i was feeling them 
right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't yes. numbing them out with mm-hmm. food or, or sleep or alcohol or, or depression. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't numb. I mean, I could. I, could, I didn't want to relapse. <laughs> I told myself, I'm not going back to the hospital. Right. So I was there, and I was yeah. feeling my feelings, and I was like, oh, I, uh, I didn't know where to go with them, so I just started journaling them. And Journaling um, is such a healing process God, for so is. many people. Yes, so it is. So many people, I hear them use it over and over and over, journaling, journaling. Uh, where was the book born, this awesome book that you've written? Where in that, in your transition, was the soul courage Born well, the idea of pursuing the soul. I never really thought, well, I have an idea. Well, actually, it did kind of happen at some level. But what happened was I started to go out into the world in this fresh, new, raw, vulnerable way. Mm-hmm. You know, without my walls up, without my cloaks on, pretending I'm someone and I'm not, without protecting myself, just looking at people genuinely mm-hmm. and, and smiling mm-hmm. and being emotionally available and energetically accessible. And mm-hmm. I noticed that it seemed like the whole world was not doing that. It seemed like there were drones out there. It seemed like mm-hmm. people were so protective over themselves. I just viewed people right. in such a new way. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going mm-hmm. on? What's happened? Mm-hmm. And I, I had realized that I was like that pre, mm-hmm. you know, pre stripped of the, <laughs> the food and the depression, that pre-hospital. That's what I was like. And that over half the world has become like that and, and justified it so as, as, you know, surviving mechanism or whatever, you know. Right. You gotta yeah, I agree. It you make it. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to... Um, reconnect with your inner feeling, which you call soul, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right for me to say that? Well, I would. Um, I, I wouldn't describe. Yeah, you know, we can talk about that in minutes after. Describe what you think. What you? How you describe soul? Um. Okay, I, I will, and I, you may get some listeners dropping off the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it a long definition? To me? <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's, it just oh. might be a little bit like, whoa. Um, to me, we're soul. I, I'm, I'm, I'm my soul. Like the body I'm in is not me. Yeah. The body I'm in is my vehicle. Yes. And okay. uh, I'm just, you know, experiencing this life through mm-hmm. this human body. But the mm-hmm. real me is not what everyone has come to know as Tara Janelle that has mm-hmm. this hair and has this story and has mm-hmm. and lives here in Ashland and the way I look and what I do, it's what's inside, the essence mm-hmm. of who I am. And I share that now openly, that essence. But pre-hospital, when I was numbing out big time, I didn't even know it myself existed. Well, I might have had fleeting thoughts, but let alone mm-hmm. allow myself to feel it, let alone share it, Right. Right. So it was like, whoa, that's kind of how I mm-hmm. discovered what everything was going on. I, I, I kind of bumped into what I now call life's most important realization. And what I describe that as being is the moment in your life when all of a sudden your consciousness kicks in. Everything kind of goes, whoa, wait a minute. It's not about, uh, it's like we realize we're not our bodies. We're not even our minds. We understand mm-hmm. suddenly, I'm a soul. 
I am a soul living in the vehicle of this body so then I can have experience of this life, mm. whatever experience I want. And, and it suddenly all kicks in, and then life shifts entirely. Once that realization happens, that consciousness of, oh, like, do you remember the time when you, I don't even know, I guess it's different for everyone. Some people maybe even never have that realization, but I remember living all my through my childhood and all through my 20s, just thinking, oh, this is just what life's about. You just go to work. You just do this. You buy <laughs> outfits. You go get drinks. You look at guys. It, mm-hmm. it, I, I saw it through a whole different lens, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then that consciousness yeah. kicked in. I was like, oh, my God. I can remember. I bet everybody gets up and says a statement sometime during their life. Is this all there is? Is yes. this all there is to this this life that we're living? Is this all and that's it is? Life's the most we important go to school, we get married, those... we have children, we die. <laughs> yeah. And it those are good questions to ask so because once we stumble upon is this all there is, then we also ask, who am I? Mm-hmm. If this is all there is, then who, who really am I? Why am I even living just to die and then it's over? And why am I here? Why mm-hmm. am I even here on this planet? And those questions lead us deeper into Dun, dun, dun. You know, like <laughs> the real the realization that we're, because we're a soul. So right. that, that's my take on it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we come in as very innocent babies, knowing and feeling and touched with our feelings. And somehow when we try to adapt to our environment, it gets less and less allowed in our life because we yep. have to adapt to a lot just to exist on this earth and so i think that the original feeling self gets covered up by all the muck of getting adjusted to earth and mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's when we go through these transitions that we reconnect that oh yeah <laughs> i i I can be more than what I am doing on the outside to adjust to my neighbors and my family and whatever. So I'm excited about your book because it does address the soul. And it's such a, it's like a how-to book. (laughs) As I was. It's like a what? I I missed that. A how-to book. How to get back in touch with your soul. So I love that. So. Anyway, I want to tell our listeners more about your formula and how you came about writing this book. Great. Obviously, um, you, obviously you thought it was a really important message, and I so agree. So how did you start the process, and how did you decide on this? Well, what was happening was the more, remember when I was said, I started just really being me and feeling and being vulnerable and I was going out in the world and I realized no one else was like that. I was like, oh my God. Well, then I realized that people were looking at me as if like, like light was shining on me. It was like, I was like a, I don't want to say virgin, like a, I was fresh. It was like untapped. (laughs) untainted you know i wasn't you know scorned so um i I was just doing things like feeling my feelings and expressing to others Mm. deeply from my heart and holding Mm -hmm. space for them and i realized oh my god i was making Mm -hmm. unbelievable connections with people that were already my friends 
I was mm-hmm. reconnecting in an even deeper way um, right. because of my willingness and because of my vulnerability, willingness to be vulnerable. Um, and it also allowed them, it opened a door for them. It, I started to see, wow, the more I'm like that, it's like I'm giving others permission to be the same. It's like I'm mm-hmm. waving them in. Mm-hmm. And they let people started letting their guard down around me. Um, they started going, "Wow, God, you're so amazing! You're such a wonderful friend." And, and I started know, and I go for a while there. My ego started getting the best of me. I said, "I'm so amazing!" And I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> this is not about you. This is the people are starving for this. They're craving mm-hmm. connecting mm-hmm. in this way, and." Mm-hmm. Um, We've been hiding and hindering and protecting for so long, you know, just doing what we think we're supposed to do, like you were saying, or what we're supposed to look like or mm-hmm. sound like, um, that it, it's like refreshing and it's freeing to actually just have space to be and feel and express what you want. So when I realized that that was what was happening, I started asking myself, mm-hmm. what am I doing? What in the world am I actually doing that is creating this? this connection and I realized that whenever I felt my feelings fully whatever those feelings were where they were joy where they were pain mm-hmm. sadness whatever they were and when I then expressed those feelings in some way whether mm-hmm. if I was alone I expressed them to myself through journaling like we were saying yes. or if I was with others I expressed them to them verbally or whether I cried as an expression mm-hmm. or sang Mm-hmm. Um, wh- whenever I did both of those things fully and and loyally to who I am, without any you know bars around, just ah, just really being me, mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a connection. I felt this deeper connection, and if I was alone, I felt a deeper connection with me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I suddenly mm-hmm. felt like connected to my soul like the the mm-hmm. reason for being like who am i oh my god that's who i am and i felt a deeper connection to the divine universe the god mm-hmm. of your choice whatever you want to call it just the mm-hmm. life energy like ah and if i was mm-hmm. with others i felt a deeper connection to them so the the formula soon became when i saw it over and over oh my god this is like this is the answer feel express mm-hmm. connect and that mm. became my sacred formula, which sounds so dramatic, but it became sacred to me because I seared it in my head like, don't ever forget to feel <laughs> and to express because this is the route to connection, which is the route to love, which is the route to oneness, which is the route to knowing why the heck we're all here and then we're all yeah. in it together, you know? Yeah. Well, this is a perfect place for us to take a break and go... Um, ponder some of the thoughts that you've given us. We're going to have this break uh, for our uh, advertisers and when we come back we're going to talk more about the sacred formula that Tara Janelle has created and how that is played out in her book how she shares that with us so when we come back you will get more of this fabulous information about connecting with your soul Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host author and coach, Joyce Buford. My guest today is Tara, Tara Janelle Walsh. She's an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur. Now today we're talking about her new book, Soul Courage. And you are going to love what we have been discussing because it's about getting to know you, the soul that is within us. And she looks sort of at the soul as being who we really are. And it's the body that's around the soul that's just kind of the extras. It's just the vessel to carry that soul around, if you will. Is that right, Tara Janelle? That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So, um, So you were talking about the sacred formula, which was being the feeling... Feel, express, connect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, after I discovered that formula, what I now call a formula, after I discovered, wow, there's actually a a rhyme, a rhythm, a pattern to this whole thing that is feeling so great to me. It's when I I actually feel, do the thing called feeling all my feelings and express them in some way that that connection is is felt, it's born. but I didn't, I, I thought, oh my God, I, I, this is amazing. But then I didn't trust myself. I thought, well, wait a minute, it can't be this easy. Because I noticed, I looked around, and I noticed it didn't seem like anyone else was really doing that, really feeling their feelings, or really expressing from that place, that place of authenticity and vulnerability. So I, I dared myself to kind of test the formula out, if you will. <laughs> no! Okay. Yeah. So I I did just that. I kind of, um, it's funny to think about that I tested it, but I I was just like, okay, come on, let me see if there's really something to this. So I went over to my mom's one day. That was the first time. And I just sat down with her and I just really felt into the moment. One could say that I was just very present. Yes. I was very open. Mm-hmm. I was very willing. Mm-hmm. I was very just vulnerable. And, and mm-hmm. I had created the intention driving over there. I'm going to 
be there with mom. I'm not going to just be chatting away, flipping through a catalog, uh, getting up, making something to eat while she's talking. I'm going to look at her. And that's exactly what I did. To make a long story yeah. short, I just really held space. And she shared some regular feelings, and I asked her how she really was. And all of a sudden, floodgates opened, and she started sharing like she had never shared before about all kinds of fears and all kinds of things. And I received it. Maybe that's what it was, that I just received it so differently. Mm -hmm. And I then all this profound expression came from me. I don't even know where it came from, just this place of being so present, I guess. You know how that happens Mm -hmm. when we're not in our mind thinking about what we should say when we're actually in that moment, then derives the the most amazing and wonderful and and loving response. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And the connection between us was like, boom, just as I, you know, Mm -hmm. was hoping Felix Rest Connect. And so she wrapped her arms around me and she was saying, oh, my God, I love you, honey. And she was just so touched. And I drove home thinking, golly, really? Is this this easy? (laughs) So I proceeded to test that out. I proceeded to test it Mm -hmm. on her friends. And I even went, you know, blindly into a department store target Mm -hmm. and uh did the same thing with strangers because i thought all right one thing to do with you know your mother who always loves you or your friends who are already you know adoring you what about Mm -hmm. strangers can i click this thing over you know right from the start with someone that doesn't even know who the heck i am and i did but it wasn't about me sitting down and, and, you know, feeling and expressing. It was more of how I carried myself and how open I was and mm-hmm. that I didn't have those energetic walls around me. And then I just allowed for whatever to happen in that moment happen. Right. And, uh, you know, whether it was originally derived from me just, you know, scooting around, looking at people in the face, in the eyes, mm-hmm. smiling, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. inviting them in, if you will, on an energetic level. And, um, you know, one woman actually even, um, not during this visit, but during another visit at a store, I guess felt so safe with me because I had, you know, I had such an accessible energetic place that she started crying. You know, she ended up giving mm. me her number, and we hugged. And um, th- this kind of thing happens when we are available at this level. I realized, mm. even with strangers. And so, mm. <clears throat> when I, uh, and then I even tried it on the checkout lady when I <laughs> got to the end of the line. Right? She, I noticed that she was feeling down, and I just put my, you know, hand on her arm, and I said, "Are you okay?" Rather than just going through the motions of, how are you today, fine, wah, wah, and rummaging through my purse. Mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was present. Mm-hmm. I was feeling uh, uh, some of what she was feeling. And come to mm-hmm. find out that she wasn't okay. You know, her boyfriend had just broken up with her or something. And I just gave her just a few moments of seeing her. That's all we, mm-hmm. we really want, right, is to right. feel seen. And and <clears throat> in that moment, um, you know, I when I left, I, I'm convinced that, even to this day that it had affected her and that because I knew it affected me I left that store going wow this is Um, this is amazing you know and that's when I came up with socializing what I call socializing which is socializing on a soulful level from our soul Mm -hmm. now okay I've not done this before let's say did you prepare yourself in any way or just did you meditate or did you just kind of center yourself before um, or was it just the the de- the decision 
to be present, to really it look at that both. person. Yeah, it what? was both. Before I went to the store, I didn't, you know, hum um or go into a meditation. Yep. Nothing would be wrong with yep. that if I did. However, that right. it takes, you know, whatever gets you there, you know. Right. But I did, right. after I turned my ignition off and, and arrived at the store, I did mm-hmm. sit there just for a moment and mm-hmm. just kind of just breathe into, okay, my attention is to just, like, I wanted to just melt away anything that might get in the way from connecting with yep. others. Mm-hmm. And so I just gave myself that moment and then went in. And I knew going in that my intention, just as when I went to my mother's house, mm-hmm. was to be open to the process. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a, as you're telling this story, I have a story I would like to share. Um, I have a friend that travels to South American countries for her business, and she collects textiles and, and handmade things in those countries to come back and sell in her business. And so one time she asked me to go along, and I did. And I think I saw what you're saying. This woman was talking, she's probably in her late 70s, um, has angel white hair. And so she's in the middle of this public place, and this young girl comes up and talks to her. And they're having this, it's almost like heart-to-heart. It's like they're so connected that all this hubbaloo that's going around them, the noise and everything, does not, interrupt or interfere with the direct connection they have it's almost and i got to be the little bird on the wall if you would that got Mm -hmm. to sit and watch this woman in action and it was just beautiful and i and i can remember saying to myself i want to grow up and be just like her because and look at you now, was, right? <laughs> so we were just a few years ago, so we we're very close in age. But I was just so touched by the gift she was giving to that young girl to listen mm-hmm. to her, whatever it was she was saying, because I didn't know. But it was different. It was different than just saying, oh, hi, how are you? Great to see you again. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Really yeah. special. Now, do you think there there's energy connected with that, or, or absolutely, absolutely, I, we are energy. Life is right. energy. Everything's energy. Yeah. So, I mean, in fact, <laughs> I'm now. That's what I'm now writing about energy. Um, it's oh, just, good. It's, yeah, it's so unbelievably um, underrated, hidden. You now, something that I believe needs to be brought more to the surface. It, and to be able to kind of tune into our energy mm-hmm. and be able to tune mm-hmm. into others. And once again, it doesn't mean that we have to sit there unless we want to, but mm-hmm. sit there and own and really tune in in that way. We can, but I believe, and I know this from because I do it myself, we can just mm-hmm. tune into it by having the intention and being open and being raw and allowing ourselves to feel all that's around us. Like you said, kind of washing away the white noise. And Mm -hmm. feeling into the moment of where we are or where another person is, it can get so um, fine-tuned sometimes that I can feel, almost even hear what someone's feeling, hear what they're saying or something, like how Mm -hmm. other people are feeling, even strangers, Mm -hmm. that I've gone up and just trusted myself enough to put my hand on someone's shoulder and seen their face, and they've just literally turned around crying. It's like, 
that's amazing mm-hmm. how you, how you can mm-hmm. tune into this the energy of others and um, of life. So yes. Now, do you believe that when we are using that energy to connect with other people on the feeling level, that that becomes the true person of who we are meant to be? Uh, Yeah, I believe that. I don't believe that we're using energy. I believe that we're finally shimming, like shimming into the vibration of who we are, Mm. Um, which is soul. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can give Mm -hmm. it our name. We can say that my soul's name is Tara Janelle, but that's my human's name in this life, I believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There Mm -hmm. goes more listeners. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, um, Well, you know, as I looked at your book, at, at the end of every chapter, you have this just awesome, I love it because it reminds me of uh, the movie Mission Impossible, which we all love that movie series. <laughs> <laughs> but you sort of ask your readers to participate in their own journey of transition. And so you, you like give assignments and you say mission, well you don't say mission impossible, you say your soul mission, should you dis- should you choose to accept it, which I love, I thought that was so clever, because yes we all have choice <laughs> I'm so glad you loved it, I, I'm such a corny, like, you know I'm a big jokester, funny kind of person and I, uh, I, yeah, it was important. That's why I titled it like "Your Soul Mission." Should you choose to accept? But the reason why I added those at the end of each chapter is because I wanted the. What's that? No, no, I was just agreeing. Oh yeah, I wanted the reader to feel that they were part of the experience. I mean, it's one thing to just read a book and to go, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, okay, but to be given like an opportunity to exercise or see how you might apply what has been said into your own life, then you really experience what's been said. Mm-hmm. You didn't just read it. And when you have the experience of what you've just learned or remembered or read, then mm-hmm. it sticks in you. All of a sudden, it's becoming your practice. All of a sudden, you're going, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Now yeah. I, you know, so I thought, put some, you know, put some of these at the end of chapters and make it fun, <clears throat> you know, somewhat lighthearted. As to not give, make people think it's like homework, you know. Yeah. So that's why I said your soul mission did you choose accept, right? But I noted that as I was going through a few of the chapters, uh, you progress us so nicely. Like in, after the one of the first ones, you say write the journal, create the journal, which we all all agree in this business of coaching and growing and teaching that journaling is an awesome tool to help you grow and, and explore who you are. When you're journaling, you're telling, you're letting it go, you're feeling it, you're expressing it, and it's in the written word. And then mm-hmm. you go into another one, you progress us in to go watch a movie to feel something. To just mm-hmm. feel how it feels to laugh because something is funny. And it seems to be one of the special places that we actually do feel when we go watching a, a movie by ourselves. And we right. actually hear we're laughing at his statement or whatever it was. I love to watch movies, so this is right up my alley. Or, right, that's been... 
Go ahead. No, I was just going to say movies have been notorious for uh, almost being kind of like a place that everyone is allowed to feel. You know, that's one of the outlets that go ahead and cry. We're not going to judge you. It's a movie. Or go ahead and laugh your butt off or scream, you know. You can express, feel and express anything with in a movie, pretty much, unless you're like, mm-hmm. a, you know, going through craziness. Um, and people will allow that. That's permitted, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had to put mm-hmm. that in. So and then what were you saying? And then you you even progress us a little bit more gently. You say, now let's interact with... Let's go on a field trip and interact with people as we, the cashier, the the uh, person we walk up against, the sales lady, whoever it would be. So it's a, it's a, it's almost like a blueprint of how to move you through these different phases of getting to know yourself and expressing it with other people. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, some people may say, well, I I already do this. But do you do it consciously? Do you feel Mm -hmm. consciously? I mean, we all watch movies and laugh and cry. But have we ever done it with the consciousness of, oh, my God, I'm completely going to just be aware of the freedom that I'm feeling right now as I'm laughing like crazy at this. And to have Mm -hmm. that awareness while we're doing it, it it almost gets you giddy because it Mm -hmm. heightens it somehow. So, um, yeah, that's that's another reason that I created those little things, because it's one thing to do it, but another to do it being aware of it. Right. Yeah. Well, you talk about five guides for socializing. Can you tell us about those a little bit? Yeah, the, the, what I've come to call socializing, socializing with, you know, from your soul yeah. is... It's um, hard to say that word. I want to. I know. I'm noticing you're having a problem. Some people don't. I mean, it's just socializing. But well, uh, I, I thought it was pretty clever, you, actually. I, yeah, I have trouble with words. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but people were saying, "Well, how? What do you mean? How do you socialize?" I mean, remember how you were just saying the lady with the white hair, and you were like, "How? What is she doing? How is she doing it?" You know, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, it's not just about talking to people. It's not just about going up and talking. There's a difference. You can feel when someone's accessible or really right there or not. So mm-hmm. I was trying to explain to people early on, earlier in the day, saying, just be authentic, be yourself, be vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. and people are not getting it. So I was like, oh, all right, I've got to figure out how, what, really, what am I doing? I, I sat down one, one day and just said, what, what am I going through? What is involved in the process? And so what I came up with were five guides, um, just reminders and they are willingness because mm-hmm. everything's well, I'll just I'll just give you a little snippet of each as I tell you well, the first one is willingness because everything starts with willingness I mean mm-hmm. right even having the willingness right. to be willing is being mm-hmm. willing yeah. so uh, willingness is was the first one you know not hemming and hauling and saying oh, I don't know, but going you know what all right yeah I'm willing I'll give it a shot mm-hmm. and the second one is vulnerability which is my favorite because uh, <laughs> I, I believe that this is the one of the portals to connecting with our our soul and the soul of the world is vulnerability because we're breaking through all the should be's have to be's you know all the things we've been told for years that we need to be strong and put mm-hmm. on a happy face and so forth we're breaking through all that that garbage and we're going straight mm-hmm. to the authenticity who we really are what's really true for us in that moment and the third is gratitude. Because gratitude keeps you present. 
I mean, the very, very act of appreciating something in the moment is reaffirming that we are indeed in that moment. And mm-hmm. being able to uh, be grateful for something and appreciate people and life and ourselves and everything around us reminds us that we're here. And it, 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 it lights us up with a sense of, yeah, okay, things are going well, rather than mm-hmm. letting us escape into our mind of doomsville. And the fourth is intention, because I was saying earlier, you know, when we have intentions around things, um, then we're not aimless and scattered. We're actually creating life intentionally. We're creating the intention to connect with others and ourselves. And the last one is presence, um, mm-hmm. which is seeing and experiencing what is currently in front of you. And there's really no way to truly connect with ourselves, with others, with life if we're not present. It's just mm-hmm. it's non-negotiable when socializing or, quite frankly, I think when living to live an enriched life. So those are the five guides, and I go through them in the book, what they mm-hmm. mean or what you know my experience of them is, and um, yeah, I, they all dovetail into not only socializing but like how to feel that connection with who we really are, our soul. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing to see somebody that's in the present. Like I talked about my friend, um, I've tried to do that more in parties, you know, or social gatherings. When somebody comes up to talk to you, it's quite, quite amazing how many people try to interrupt and break the presence of talking mm-hmm. to somebody. Uh, yeah. of, uh, they have no clue. <laughs> and so, well, they're uncomfortable, uh, right? What? They're uncomfortable, right? Yeah, I guess. With it. That's why they try and break it. I know, I think they're, they're, it's unconscious that they crack a joke or they interrupt or they do anything to break the intimacy of presence. Gosh, I yes. can't look in her eyes for one second longer or I can't hold space. I can't because it's, it feels like, uh, like that, like the other person can see me. Right. You know, do you, you know, one thing I would think probably needs to be stressed in this is the eye contact. I mean, touching, yes. Touching is, is something that we'll do. But I first, when studying with um, a coach early, very early on in my career, he did exercises mm-hmm. where we actually had to walk around and look in people's eyes and mm-hmm. just look in the eyes. <laughs> it was a very difficult exercise in the beginning. Yeah. You know, I created something. Uh, I don't know if you remember this part in the book, but I created something that I call heart eye. And ah. because I think that eye, yeah, eye contact mm-hmm. is amazing. And what I realized is <clears throat> it felt even more, I could be making this up, but I felt that it was even more energetically like connecting amazing when I looked into the eye of the person's, that's right over the person's heart. In other words, their left eye. With my left oh. eye, um, oh. because I, I realized that before, when I was just having eye contact with others, mm-hmm. my mind would jump in all the time because there would be this like eye dance game going on. Like my mm-hmm. mind would circle women. What are they looking at? Oh, they're looking mm-hmm. at this one. And I'm looking at that, and I would lose presence. Mm-hmm. I would start getting into that their eyes are flickering, or they're looking over there, yes, or they're looking at my so left, right. or they're looking behind me. And I was like, shit. I mean, excuse me. I was like, God, I, I can't even stay present. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I, I got to get rid of this, all this <laughs> mind chatter. So, right. so, 
I started just looking into the eye over their heart from the eye over my heart and not in a cyclops kind of way where it's like (laughs) bizarre, like you've just got one eye, but just in a more natural way that feels soft. And it felt it took all that chatter away. I was like clear that that was the mission. So I didn't have to play that dance anymore. And uh, it just became um, even more uh, felt feeling the absorption of that connection Mm -hmm. that we get through eye contact, Mm -hmm. that wonderful that intimacy. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that I wanted to mention before we had to close today is, of course, the importance of your soul team. Now, you had a soul team that rescued you, basically, Mm -hmm. in the beginning. But I think some people get the idea that this is their job, that it it doesn't require support from outside. Um, And that's just accepting the outside support is a way of opening us ourselves to feel more, to share more, and to be more. That's it. Don't you agree? You got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right on target with how I agree and with how I feel. And, and for years, and I think that's what I believe, I'll just speak for myself, that's what drove me into my depression and into my um, addiction, my, my food mm-hmm. eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling alone, feeling isolated, feeling that I I couldn't reach out and ask for help. I couldn't even reach out and share what I was going through. And right. <clears throat> I still feel that way sometimes to this day, i got to tell you. Yeah. But I remember that that's not where the freedom is. And it's not, right. I don't want to turn it inside out and say that it's about blabbering and blubbering all over, right. you know, someone else and throwing our problems yeah. all over them. But it's about living with others you know having being able to give and receive and have the circle and the flow of connection not just when it feels good or when we're in a good mood but always always what a beautiful way to end our program today realizing that we do need support of a team and by sharing this book by writing this book you have given us a I'm going to call it a blueprint, a roadmap. It's it's such a great tool to help people. How can they get this book? Well, they can get it on Amazon easily mm-hmm. just by going to Amazon Soul Courage. Or yes. they can go to my website, soulcourage.com, and buy mm-hmm. it on there. And I'm happy to sneak in a, a – I have the greeting cards now. As you know, I have Celebrate Greeting Card Company. I'm happy yeah. to – I always sneak in a little present if they buy it from my site. But <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm just, I'd be excited if uh, someone just read it and they got it and it shifted and opened them in some way. That's, yeah, that's my hope. Well, I love your cards. I, I love cards that give inspiration on, um, words or sayings or encouragement on the front. I just, I really do look for those and, um, use them just to send a little quick note to a friend that's having a tough time. So yeah. thank you so much, Sar- Tara Janelle, for being with us today. I'm struggling here. For being with us today because your book is a must. People need to read this book so that they can open themselves up to Thank the you happiness. so much for having me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, dear friends, as you go on your transition, this is a tool you need to get. Go to her website and uh, www.soulcourage.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh-huh. 
order your book or go to Amazon. But anyway, it's a tool that you need to have in your toolkit. So next week, we'll be again on the road of transition. And I hope that you will choose to visit, stop by, and we'll have some great growth as I will be teaching one of my second wind steps next week. So thank you for being here today. We look forward to seeing you in the future. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com forward slash services. Join us again in one short week for another edition of Second Wind with author and coach Joyce Buford.